Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. So glad you chose to join us today. We'll continue our survey of foundational doctrines of Christianity. In this episode, we will examine God's creation and the fall of man. The secular humanist views the construction of the world and the vast universe in a vastly different light than a biblical worldview. At the dawn of creation, sin and the fall of man occurred, which affects everyone on the planet even till today, and it will for the rest of time. Though Charles Darwin wrote the book On the Origin of Species, he was not the fountainhead of revolutionary thoughts. He was successful in bringing it to worldview exposure and eventual acceptance. The idea of evolution has been held by scientists and philosophers long before Darwin and his book. Evolution can be found in writings of Greek thinkers of the 6th and 5th century B.C. Some believe that men evolved from fish and others animals came from plant life. It should not come as a surprise that none of these ancient theories or stories of the origin of the universe include... No concept of a personal God speaking the world into existence. All these theories begin with something on which multiple gods or forces of nature uh, somehow bring the world and its inhabitants to his present status. Obviously, these are theories and stories that are in total opposition to the biblical account of creation. The early leaders of the church definitely had some different viewpoints on man. Some taught that man, or Adam, was made in God's image, but he was only morally perfect, but he wasn't perfect in the area of right and wrong. And Thankfully, that faulty teaching has not taken root. The question of where man has come from has been asked throughout history. The evolutionary theory is embraced by multitudes who deny the existence of an almighty God. Uh, with this theory, they rule out any participation of God in their view of origins. It's virtually impossible to find a definition of the theory of evolution with which all evolutionists would agree to. Now, they all agree that God of the Bible had nothing to do with life. Creationists accept the entire biblical account of creation in Genesis. The Bible is not designed to make scientists. It was written for men to come to Christ. It was to know the truth. Though not a science textbook, it has lots to say about how we, humans, animal life, and this grand universe began. Liberal theologians and churches do not accept Genesis' account and constantly attack and downplay the significance of the scriptures. The reality is, God is the creator. Psalms 33, verse 6, By the word of the Lord... Were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Verse 9 For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Sadly, some evangelicals have attempted to read evolution into the creation account. I firmly believe the Bible allows for no type of evolution. Uh, the Word of God tells us that God spoke, and immediately the world came into existence. The scripture tells us God ended his work, Genesis 2-2, and the seventh day he rest. There's no way you can fit in millions of years of evolution between God spoke and immediately came, and then 
He rested on the seventh day. There's no way that can squeeze in. Man's creation came after divine counsel. Genesis one twenty six, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. It was an immediate act. It didn't occur over millions of years. After he, God, created this world, he gave man dominion over it. Genesis 1, 26-28. Adam and Eve became the source of the entire human race. Again, not millions or billions of years. The responsibility over the earth in Genesis 1, 27-28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. This is given before sin and repeated again after the fall of man in Genesis chapter 8 and in Genesis chapter 9. This is proof positive that humans are not just part of nature, like Hinduism, and Buddhism would proclaim and teach, man is over nature. We are to have dominion over it. Man is to be a wise steward of what God has entrusted us with. The Bible tells us that man was made in the image of God. This does not refer to a physical resemblance. We can't assume we look like God. There's no scripture that affirms such a position. Man's right to rule is at least part of the meaning of being made in God's image. Man's intellect, emotion, and will, essential elements of personality, are certainly parts of the meaning of bearing the image of God. Colossians 3, 9 and 10 says, Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. You know, all human life is therefore sacred. It needs to be viewed as sacred. It needs to be protected as sacred. Man alone is the object of God's grace. It should be the main goal of man to glorify the Creator. As a believer, we can renew and enjoy fellowship with Christ. As a Christian, we have a task of reaching and preaching the gospel to those who are lost in trespasses and sins. Not long after creation, Adam and Eve, we find the fall of man. Satan's rebellion had taken place before the temptation. We don't know. We don't have a timetable on that. The first parents were given the responsibility by God, which are recorded in Genesis chapter two, verses fifteen to twenty. They were told not to eat the forbidden fruit that was told them. Don't eat it. Do not partake. If they did, consequences were to be severe. They enjoyed a perfect, beautiful creation. Satan was crafty in his temptation. He didn't appear as himself. He took the form of an animal. The old old serpent's approach was to sow seeds of doubt in the mind of Eve concerning God. He says in Genesis 3, 1, Now the serpent was made more subtle than any beast of the field which 
the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Now there was an add-on by Eve. God didn't say anything about not touching it. Uh, but the old liar, as the creator uh, calls him, lies, he doubts, he makes Eve uh, to doubt. He challenges her, challenges her on this whole thing. And soon she gave into the temptation and she ate. Eve then gave it to Adam and he ate it. They became sinners because they sinned. Everybody, everyone born since are born sinners. I mean, we're outside of Christ, right? We need Christ as Savior. They were created perfect, then they sent everybody else born has been a sinner at the moment of birth. The consequences for this sin was death. Adam and Eve experienced spiritual death, separation from God at the moment of their sin. They also began to die physically, according to Ephesians or sorry, Genesis chapter three, verses twenty two to twenty four. They were also subject to eternal death outside God's gracious gift of salvation. They would be eternally separated from God. It's good to remember, Christian, the horrible pit we were rescued from by God's amazing grace. He has set our feet on the solid rock. That incredible grace which redeemed you is the same grace that sustains you day in and day out. And sadly, we so quickly forget. The creator of this universe, who spoke everything into existence every minute, every massive thing. He cares for you, and he cares for me. We can trust him to take care of us in this life and in eternity. What a truly amazing God and creator he is. Thank you for listening today. I hope it's been a help and encouragement. Have a great day, and until next time, keep exploring the word and looking to Jesus.